This is a quarter hour podcast. Omar WJ speaking. It's 8.30 p.m. Arabian Standard Time. It's supposed to be uh, 16 degrees tomorrow. Uh, I uh, just just found this online and wanted to share it. In the crucial first hour of the attack. Crucial first hour of the attack. The mob stormed through the capital, at times coming within feet of lawmakers or Vice President Pence. The Post used a facial recognition algorithm to analyze video from inside the Capitol and estimated that at least 300 rioters were inside the building while police struggled to evacuate lawmakers. Members of the mob violently clashed with outnumbered police and in some instances appeared to be looking for members of Congress. We're here for you, Nancy. Talking about Nancy Pelosi. So they went in at 2.30 p.m. Chambers, a meeting to certify electoral votes for President-elect Joe Biden. To assign different electors to a state. Outside, a man uses a police shield to smash a window. He was seen earlier that day with members of the Proud Boys, a far-right group with a history of violence. The group from the crowd enters the Capitol, a floor below where the Senate is in session. A minute later, at 2.13... Pence is ushered off the Senate floor to a nearby office. Senate President Pro Tem Charles E. Grassley begins presiding, but almost immediately calls a recess. And it will stand in recess until the call of the chair. We'll pause. Protesters are in the building. Thank you. Grassley is escorted out of the Senate chamber. Grassley's a Republican from Iowa, and he wanted to uh, dispute the Electoral College vote. At that moment, one floor below the Senate chamber, rioters enter and begin pursuing a lone Capitol Police officer, Eugene Goodman, up a staircase to the second floor. They are nearing the chamber, which is filled with lawmakers. at one point passed within 100 feet of where Pence is huddled with his family. Goodman leads the mob away from a nearby entrance to the chamber and toward a line of police. Around 2.15, the doors to the Senate chamber are locked. A bunch of senators just ran out of the session. A bunch of senators just ran out of their session. Yes, senators ran out of their session. As the crowd grows, the mob fills the halls of the Capitol, and police struggle to gain control. The rioters splinter off into different factions throughout the building. The House is still in session. 
senators wait in the chamber. Well, I kept thinking how the day before I had driven my husband to the airport to come back to Minnesota, and he said, now be careful, I'm worried about you, I, you know, there's all this talk about uh, what could happen, and I said, don't worry, the United States Capitol has got to be one of the safest places in the country. Senator Smith texted with her family about her safety. A group of rioters move toward the northeast side of the Capitol, where officers attempt to push them out of the building. Or completely erased from President Trump's talk. On the south side, the House continues proceedings, even as the Senate is locked down. Representative Paul Gosar has the floor, but members are restless. Uh, 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 Mr. Speaker, can I have order in the chamber? The House will be in order. The House will be in order. Okay. Police announce the attack on their radio channels. The Capitol has been breached. The Capitol has been breached. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer is escorted out of the chamber and the House goes into recess. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has already been evacuated. At 2.19, Capitol Police issue an alert on a, quote, security threat inside the building. By 2.25, the size of the mob swells in the crypt, the room right under the Capitol Rotunda, and violent rioters crush the police. At the same time, on the floor above, Another lone Capitol Police officer fights to keep an entrance to the rotunda closed, but is overpowered by the mob. Rioters stream through the now-open main doors on the east side of the building. They flood through the rotunda and into Statuary Hall moving toward the House chamber, where as of 2.26, representatives have resumed session. We could hear a lot of the noise from the rioters who were entering, and we were getting alerts on our phones um, about the Capitol being breached, and yet, you know, everything was still continuing on the floor, and we couldn't understand it. Rioters enter House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's suite. Members of Pelosi's staff hide under a table in the conference room. He said, We need Capitol Police to come in. They're pounding the doors. Rioters gather near the House chamber entrance. Drag them out, drag them out. The House recesses again at 2.29. The Senate is evacuated at 2.30. Over the next several minutes, senators move out of the chamber to a nearby staircase. For security reasons, the post is not showing the specific routes lawmakers travel from there. But they pass within yards of rioters, separated only by a handful of outnumbered police. As we're being escorted out of, this, of the chamber and walking toward the staircase, I looked over and the... Uh, Senate parliamentarian, Elizabeth McDonough, was standing next to me, and 
she's carrying a bunch of things. She was, uh, uh, including one of the, or one or two of the boxes containing the electoral votes as they were cast. At 2.33, a request for assistance is announced over the police radio. Radio, please be advised, U.S. Capitol, just ask all military and sworn officers to come to the... Team 2, copy. Team The last part was the first part of the transmission. Military as well as all sworn testers due to a breach to the Capitol. You copy? Copy. Rioters flood the hallways and look for an entrance to the barricaded house chamber, while members of Congress remain on the floor and in the gallery one floor above. Uh, we were just told that there has been tear gas in the rotunda and we're being instructed uh, to each of us get a gas mask that are under our seats. Over the next few minutes, security attempts to block the chamber doors as lawmakers and staff evacuate. When we were evacuating, they were actually pounding on the house door. So we knew that they were there, they were pounding on the house door, and we were like in the process of evacuating. They kind of yelled at us, you know, from below, since we were in the gallery, uh, that there's been a breach and we might have to hide under our feet. Plainclothes law enforcement officers on the house floor draw their firearms and aim towards the doors as rioters break windows and push against the barricade. Lawmakers and congressional staff on the house floor are evacuating via the speaker's lobby at 2.41, just as rioters reach the lobby and come within approximately 60 feet of the lawmakers. Members of Congress file down narrow, rarely used staircases to a secure location. As the last lawmakers from the House floor leave at 2.42pm, the number of rioters grows around the House chamber. I can't watch any more of that, I'm sorry. Um, let me record, let me, uh, I found this other thing that um, talks about what a coup is and Otto Golpe. This time, the charge was for inciting the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Many have argued that Trump's efforts amounted to a coup. We're going to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I love Pennsylvania. And we're going to the Capitol. Because this came after months of efforts by the president and his allies to overturn the election. I just want to find uh, 11,780 what was once unthinkable is now a sincere question. Did we just witness a coup attempt in the United States of America? Or was this an insurrection? Five people are dead and it seems kind of tasteless to kind of debate this minute terminology. This is Chris Ingram. He's a Washington Post reporter who covers data and policy. In order for democracies to combat these threats, they need to know the precise nature of the threats they face. The term coup is French and short for coup d'etat. It's a sudden, violent, and illegal attempt to overthrow a government. There's some people who use the term coup 
very widely, and they use it to describe pretty much any illegitimate um, seizure of power. But I think there's more to it than that. This is Nalini Hal Singh. He teaches at the U.S. Naval War College and is an expert on coups. For one thing, there needs to be some aspect of force or violence or the threat of it. More critically, there needs to be use of the armed forces or the security forces of the state. Now, this did look a little bit like a type of a coup called an autogolpe, where the leader of the coup is the president. The term autogolpe originated from Latin America and translates to self-coup. The prototypical example of the self-coup happened in 1992 in Peru um, when President Alberto Fujimori, he was just um, vehemently opposed by opposition figures in Congress and the judiciary was kind of stymieing his agenda and the media was very much against him. Fujimori ordered the Peruvian army to drive a tank to the steps of Congress to shut it down. He suspended the Constitution, purged the judiciary, and basically made himself kind of in some way the supreme ruler of the government. What differentiates Trump from Fujimori is that Trump did not use his access to the military or other levers of state power to overturn the election results. Instead, the forces that he used were the rabble of supporters who had gathered on the mall, and it would have looked very different if the attack had involved tanks and soldiers. What happened on the 6th resembled a coup in many ways, but because the military was not involved, many scholars are labeling the event as an insurrection, a revolt, or an uprising. Calling it an insurrection brings our attention towards the relationship between Trump and the mob. The other thing it points out is the number of willing accomplices he has. When I call it an insurrection, I don't mean to minimize it. As a matter of fact, I think of an insurrection as an extremely serious act. It's just what kind of serious act it is. This, uh, the reason I found this is because uh, I just uh, saw this headline that said uh, this woman got arrested. Um, she put a, a video on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok and said that uh, the FBI had called her and about her participation in the January 6th participation in insurrection and um, uh, they charged the F she said come and get me I'll shoot you and the FBI took her comments seriously and charged her in a criminal complaint filed February 15th um, a federal a federal public defender representing her did not immediately respond to a message late on Sunday from the Washington Tope post but told the Miami New Times that Kay's videos constitute protected speech. Okay, that's a lousy BS. You can't say you're going to shoot anybody. Um, and um, this is 15 minutes long. Okay. Um, just getting okay, more and more cuckoo in the USA.